Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 25 of the Property Magic Podcast. Now, this is a podcast I record each week, and I can't really ignore what's happening in the world. So I'm going to do something slightly different about on this particular podcast. Rather than just talking about property strategies, which is what I normally cover, I'm going to talk about COVID-19, this virus that's affecting the world and the effect that's going to have on your property investing. So in particular, I'm going to share with you what I think are the three biggest problems this is causing and how to overcome them. I'm going to talk about what to do if your tenants can't afford to pay rent because many investors are freaking out over that. I'm going to talk about what you need to do if you've got serviced accommodation because that's also massively affected here. And I'm going to touch on what are the lessons and some of the positives to come out of this and what do you need to do if you've got cash flow issues. So we've got quite a lot to cover in this episode of the podcast. So first of all, let's talk about what are the three really big problems that we face right now because of this virus. And I believe the first one, apart from the actual virus itself, which is pretty serious, is the fear. And I believe that the fear that is being caused around this is actually more contagious than the virus. People are literally freaking out. And the problem is people are watching the news, they're watching social media, they're talking to each other on WhatsApp, and they're getting themselves in more and more of a state. And sometimes they're worried about things that are genuine problems, and sometimes they're worried about things that are not problems, but they could be problems. And this is what fear is all about. It's false expectations appearing real. And it's really important, I believe, to remain positive. Um, Mindset is absolutely critical. That's why there's a whole episode number 23 all about mindset. I suggest you go back and listen to that if you're getting freaked out by what's going on at the moment. And it's really important to focus on what we can actually do, not what we can't do. So we got to take responsibility uh, to help flatten the curve, as they say, and minimize the spread of the virus if we possibly can. So this is why as a business, we've taken all of our physical networking meetings. We have 51 of them all around the country. They are now all online. And we've worked incredibly hard over the last week to make that happen. And the great news is they're going really well. We're getting fantastic feedback because we didn't just want to stop the events because we know how important they are for people to get that monthly boost of property positivity, particularly right now with everything going on. It's really important to plug into that kind of community to get some help and support and to get your questions answered. So with moving that online, we've got all of our uh, live events, our mastermind program, our mastermind accelerator, all of that's going online as well. And, you know, again, that's working really well. And we think actually there are some real benefits to doing it in this way, uh, even more so than physically. And as soon as we can, we're going to go back to physical events. But but we're just making the most of it as we bestly can at the moment. So um, one of the things you can do to really do your part is to make sure you're doing this social distancing. So what do we mean by that? 
Well, a bit of self-isolation is, is a good idea. So maybe working at home. We've sent all of my team home to work from home and the managers are having daily Zoom calls with everyone to make sure everyone knows what they're doing and make sure they're okay and progressing the business forward. And so I think we have to accept that life needs to go on and as much as we can, we need to act as if things are, are happening norm normally. Um, but this idea of social distancing is really powerful. And I saw a great video this morning, actually, that said, act as if you have the virus. Act as if you have COVID-19. If you did, you'd make sure you wouldn't want to spread that to anyone else. So you wouldn't go on public transport. You wouldn't go to big events and things. And maybe that's what you should be doing anyway. The more people who stay away from those kind of things, um, the more we can keep a control on this. And there are other things you can do, like making sure that you are... Uh, washing your hands regularly, not getting too close to people, and no one's going to take offence. And this is something that's good sense to do. Um, and these are very practical things that everyone can do straight away. And this is one of the things: if we can get this curve to flatten down, hopefully we can stop some of the the hype and the fear that's going on right now. The next thing is the the big problem I can see is that. Uh, there are many people who might be self-employed and suddenly their business and their income has dried up. Those people are going to need to pivot and make some sort of changes. And I really feel for all the people who are in the hospitality industry. So you've got people who work in bars and restaurants and cinemas and theatres. All of those are currently shut. And those people have often been sent home. And, you know, you might have a really good tenant who could be a manager or a fast food restaurant on a, you know, mid 20 salary. And suddenly there's a risk of them getting no salary. Um, bigger companies are probably going to be fine. I'm sure they're going to support and look after their, their staff. But smaller companies just may not be able to afford to if they don't have income coming in. So I really do feel for those people. And, and I understand if they're in a really stressed position at the moment. So there's a lot of cool for rent holidays. Um, uh, whereby tenants can not pay the rent for a while. Um, I think that's a good idea. However, um, having been a landlord for 25 years now, and I like to think most people are positive, I know that there are some people out there who will absolutely take advantage of that. And even if they're not affected at all, they'll claim poverty, not pay the landlords, have no intention of paying and catching up on the rent. Um, and, you know, that's the way it's going to be. Um, but I think that's a minority of people. And so I think what you can do is check in with your tenants, communicate with them, see how they're doing, work with them. And, and if they are ill or if they, they have a loss of income, well, maybe we can negotiate. Maybe we can accept less rent from them. I think it's really important that we work with people. And the more you can help them, the more you can work with them, I think it's putting some good karma out there. And hopefully they'll become more loyal tenants in the future. Um, they've talked about banning Section 21. So if people aren't paying the rent, you can't get rid of them right now. But those people who are, decide to take advantage of the system and do that, as soon as those those um, things come back in, when it, this is all calmed down, they will be evicted and, you know, they're going to find it very hard to find somewhere else. And, 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 you know, serves them right, in my view. But if someone is genuinely having hardship, I think we want to, you know, be as human as we can and try and help and work with these people. So maybe agreeing to take less rent. Ideally, you want to make sure you get enough money to cover the mortgage and the costs. Um, you might need to take a little bit of dip in your profit. But, you know, fundamentally, this is really important because my third concern, the big issue, I think, is if you are not able to pay your mortgages.
And that might be a knock-on effect from, you know, maybe uh, you've got other income that's been wiped out because of what's happening. Uh, maybe you've got things like service accommodation that's been massively hit. We'll talk about that later. Or maybe just normal tenants in single or HMOs, they're struggling and they then can't pay you. So this is really important. And I want to make this clear. Probably the biggest takeaway from this is please, please make sure you are paying the mortgages on your rental properties. That is critically important. If you don't pay your mortgages, obviously the worst case scenario is you can get repossessed. Um, I think given the current climate, I think lenders will be under lots of pressure not to repossess people. Um, However, if you're missing payments, that will go on your credit rating and it'll be hard to refinance or get mortgages in in the future. So I've had a problem because uh, about almost two years ago, um, we changed bank accounts. And actually, it was uh, Lloyd's Bank, who I'd had an account with for about 22 years at that time. And I'd been using it for all my property income. And you know, a lot of income goes to this particular account. And it was a normal savings account. And I probably should have had a business account, to be fair, um, even though I'm as a sole trader, property of my own name. Um, but I had this account and and only after about 22 years of using this, they turned around and said, oh, I don't think we can use this for uh, for your properties. You know, so it took them a long time to realize I was using it like that. And um, they said, oh, we, we'll change to a business account. And they could change to a business account, but it would be a different number. I'd still need to change all my, um, all my standing orders and everything. And they said it would take weeks and weeks. And frankly, I thought, well, I'm really a... F- uh, frustrated with them that, that they've done this in the first place. So I went to another bank and I moved and I went to another bank, which was amazingly easy to set up with. And that was Metro Bank, actually. And um, and we did all the transfers, etc. Uh, and uh, a couple were missed. I've got quite a few properties. A couple were missed. Now, we picked up on those. And here's a big tip. If you miss a mortgage payment, as long as you make that payment in full by the end of the month, so maybe your payment's due on the first or second, as long as you pay by the end of the month, that probably won't go onto your credit score. So don't don't take that as gospel, it's just the experience I've had. So we were able to catch up, we realized we'd missed those payments and we were able to make them. Um, But there was one bank, for whatever reason, I didn't get notifications of it um, and it was missed for two months two months that mortgage wasn't paid. Now, the crazy thing is there was plenty of money in the new bank account to pay it, but the standing order had got lost. And guess what? I had a big argument with both banks who were both claiming it was the other side. Um, The result is I had this one property with two months of not paying the mortgage. And now that obviously affected my credit rating. And that that's meant that, I mean, I have got remortgages since, but a couple of them said, no, no, if you missed any payments, we're not touching you. Now that drops off your record after about two years. I'm just being really open and honest and sharing my experience there. You know, especially you've got a lot of properties, you've got to pay attention to this. I have to accept responsibility. Someone else is looking after it for me, but at the end of the day, it's my properties. I should have, I should have noticed it. Um, it's really, really important to make sure you can pay your mortgages. Okay, so just, just be, just be really aware of that. Um, so those are the three main issues. That first of all, there's all this fear going around. Second, I'm worried that tenants may not be able to pay the rent. And third is the knock-on effect of you not being able to pay your mortgage. 
couple of things I want to talk about as well, uh, and that is the issues with serviced accommodation. Now, this is where you have accommodation that you rent out very short term, a couple of days at a time to people on holiday, or maybe people are, are working away from home and they don't really want to stay in a hotel. They want to stay in this kind of accommodation. And as you can imagine, because less people are traveling, because more people are staying at home, for many people, the business has been decimated. Um, and so a couple of couple of tips here. First of all, my general observation would be, it's really important not to put all your eggs in one basket. Don't have everything in one strategy. Having some diversification, which I've talked about again in, in past episodes, I think maybe episode 19 or 20, I've talked about the importance of diversifying. Because if you have everything in one basket and something changes, you could be a problem, which is happening to many serviced accommodation operators at the moment. So let me give you some hints and tips about what you can do if you have serviced accommodation. First of all, if you own the property, can you repurpose it? Can you use it for something different? I was speaking to one of my clients uh, just this week. She's got a four bed house. She uses service accommodation. And I said to her, look, could you change it into an HMO? And she said, oh, I've not even thought about that because her head was so stuck in service accommodation. Or maybe the property stacks up as a single let. Now you're not gonna make as much profit, obviously doing it that way. But remember, the important thing is you need to make sure you're paying your mortgage and covering the other costs. The great thing about a single let property, when you have a tenant in there, the tenant picks up all the other bills. So that's one thing you could do. Um, I know I've heard of people who are doing service accommodation on rent to rent, so it's not their property, and they're just handing back the keys to the property owner. Well, in my view, I understand why people are doing that, but I don't think that's really fair. And I think it'd be much better if you could say to that property owner, look, we're really struggling now. I want to make sure I can pay you, but I don't have any income coming in because of what's happened. Can we negotiate a lower uh, rent? And as long as you're giving them enough to cover their costs, to cover their mortgage and to cover their insurance, etc., they might be happy with a lower rent instead of getting no rent if you just give the keys back to them. So again, it's about trying to cooperate, trying to work together and see if there's some sort of win-win. How long is this gonna last? Well, look, frankly, nobody knows, but I think we have to expect it's probably gonna be here for a couple of months and it's probably gonna get worse before it gets better. So there are some key lessons from this situation. And of course, the first thing that strikes me is, especially people who are in a situation where, you know, if they've lost the income from their job, they're in real problems now. And it's amazing how many people in, in the modern world are just one paycheck away from financial difficulty. Most people don't have savings. Um, and so this just reinforces to me the need that everybody should have multiple sources of income, not just income coming from your job, but maybe income coming from a part-time business, income coming in from property, income coming in from savings, from investments. It's important you have these multiple sources of income coming in. So if something happens to one or two of these income streams, it's not the end of the world and you can survive. Um, I suppose a positive of this is this is gonna be a bit of a wake up call for many people that they might've been in a very comfortable job, good salary, that was something they enjoyed, and this is a wake up call to say, well, maybe you can't rely on other people. Maybe we need to take personal responsibility for looking after our finances. And maybe it's about time we put some other income streams in place. So maybe that's something that, that 
is relevant to you. Maybe that's why you're listening to this podcast to work out how you get this property thing going. And the final lesson here for me really is um, about the need to have a cash buffer. So I talk about this in my book, Property Magic. It's golden rule number five. Um, If you haven't read my book, go and listen to episode number five of the Property Magic podcast. I share the five golden rules and you'll see number five is always have a cash buffer. And this is because unexpected things come up. Expenses, um, damage to property that's not covered by insurance. You need to make sure you can fix your property to make it rentable. You can keep paying the mortgage until you can get other tenants to come in who can pay the mortgage for you. So it's really important to make sure you have a cash buffer. Now that might be a credit card facility. It might be um, some money in the bank. It might be money in someone else's bank that you can use if you need be. Whatever it is, get a cash buffer in place. Because if you don't have that cash buffer, you are in a very vulnerable position as we're seeing many people are right now. So what are the actions? What can you do as a result of listening to this? First of all, if you have tenants, reach out to your tenants. Find out if they're okay. Find out what their situation is and see if there's some sort of compromise you can do that's going to work for them and obviously work for you. If you have serviced accommodation, Again, reach out to the, uh, if it's rent to rent, reach out to the owner of that property and again, try and negotiate with them. Or could you repurpose the property? Um, it's really important to get uh, that cash buffer in place. So if you own property, your own home or rental property, maybe there's some equity in there. Maybe you can remortgage it, take some of that money out and hold on to that to make sure you do have a cash buffer. Um, I'm not a big fan of credit card debt, but you know, maybe you can extend your credit cards to give you a bit more flexibility there. What I use in my business is a charge card. So a charge card is something that you have to pay back every month, but it means I've got expenses this month. I don't have to pay them until next month. I personally use Amex and and that works really well for me. So guys, you know, we are in really unprecedented times. I know it's scary, but it's so important to try and keep a level head, to keep positive, to block out some of the negativity and think, what can I actually do to move forward? It's very important to look after yourself first, fix your own oxygen mask before you try and help other people. Now, um, if this has been useful for you, I would really appreciate it when you do me a favor if you could go and give me a five star review from wherever you download it from whether it's itunes or google play or spotify whatever it is uh, give a five star review so other people can see how beneficial this might be and even if you can put a comment or a view again i'd also really appreciate that in the next episode of the property magic podcast i'm going to share with you what i was going to share in this episode which is all about rent to rent it's a great strategy um, where you can pick up property very quickly, make some great cash flow. And there are some challenges. Obviously, I said people are doing rent to rent sometimes hand them back now. But I think, you know, there's things that can be done. I want to make sure you're doing rent to rent in the correct way. That's why I'm going to cover it in the next episode of this podcast. So until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media and I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.